0: Welcome back to the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar Magana and This is Season Three, Episode Two, Latin X. With me is a really good old friend of mine,
1: Juan Garcia. Juan, how are you doing? I'm well, Oscar. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I've seen this podcast grow from since you guys started, and it's it's been it's been really good seeing it grow, and now being part of it. I thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it's my honor. Uh, obviously this topic is about Latinx x and the uh, the issues around or the the things that are happening around our community um juan can you explain to us what what you do or who you are
1: yeah so a lot of the things that uh my work has revolved around immigration issues since um uh, my sophomore year of college when i decided to take on political science mm-hmm. and ever since then i've been trying to get as much as involved in and in, and well, at, at that time, I've been addicting, and then when I got when I graduated in Aurora, so I've been doing different things from organizing around the issue um, to working for non for profits, um, to being the chairman of the Aurora Hispanic Heritage Board in Aurora. Um, I don't hold that I don't hold that seat anymore, but just being involved in political campaigns, managing political campaigns, um, and just trying to further the Latinx community in, in every way that I can.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh
1: for today's
0: episode's topics we've been covered what Latin X means, the X part, uh and how can we teach the older generation to understand from this. Uh Latin X are in the front of the activism movements and why do we fight for the people that can't. Trump administration and how we should move together against it. And social media warriors and why it affects the fight. Uh again. Thank you for the support guys. Uh, it means so much especially now that I'm the only host of the of the show. Um uh, keep sharing the episode, keep sharing the the whatever episode from season 1, 2 or, or the newer ones. I appreciate it Go uh support the social media at TQL Pod. And yeah, let's uh get this going. Yay! So for the first topic, um I feel like, you know, I went to East Aurora. We both went to East Aurora, very uh Hispanic uh, community a uh, lot i think it was like 95 percent hispanic um, like it was like four percent black and like one percent other which was a complete opposite from across the river or in the cities around us and you know usually people identify themselves as latino latina hispanic um, i always come to the understanding that hispanics are from people that came from countries that were from like spain spain was there and latinos or everything else, like the Caribbeans, the, you know, South America and what so forth. Where did this X come from, Juan? Like, I I, I saw it when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, I took a couple of uh, Mexican-American history classes, and that's the first time a professor said Latin X. And then I come, I understand that's a gender neutral term. Uh, But I know there's a little bit more to that. Can you explain to me what that means?
1: Yeah, so from what I've known about this word is, you know, it originated in 2014 and it's been used primarily in higher ed and uh, groups around activist groups Mm -hmm. um, that try to be really inclusive. Um, Mm -hmm. I think what has sparked or what really created a catalyst has been the feminist movement. Uh, going on within our Latinx community mm. um, and, and the best example to explain it And why it's become relevant And why it's become so well used um, In higher ed and in these groups Is because uh, So there was an uproar Where, you know The language, the Spanish language Is very masculine yeah, um, And that's always been uh, the conversation around um, um, The language And so Let's say there was 10 Latinas in the room, right? And then you would call them a group of Latinas. And then as soon as I walk in as a Latino man, it becomes a group of Latinos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And that's when when, when uh, the word really started to spark up. Uh, and I know there's like the ad sign, um, you know, it used to be like let lat, Latin and then with the ad sign, yeah. so it could be like O or an a, okay. um, But that still did not include... Uh, folks in the lgbtq community mm-hmm. or those who did not identify as a female or or that, that were you know that did not confirm to a gender mm-hmm. um so ultimately i think what the whole uh concept behind the x is to be really inclusive and and trying to um um include everyone within the latinx community i mean um if if every aspect of every uh, within the community makes a community rich you know and we cannot exclude anyone and that's why i use it you know if, we, if we're trying to be uh if we're trying to advocate for something um but not be inclusive within our own community then that's just extremely um we're, we're being hypocrites at the end of the day right. but i guess that's where they came from like I, I know that uh the the the, the catalyst to this whole thing were, were, were women um and, and not abiding by the patriarchy of the Spanish language. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. Cause I remember, like you know, I started I actually started going to college in twenty fourteen, and that's when I felt like it was. I thought I thought I was behind. Like like, was I missing something? Especially coming from a, a very Hispanic community. And then I was like, no. Like I I researched it. And it was it was a more recent movement. And there's still people, well, I guess older people that would be like, no, that's not right. It's like. Not how we were taught, especially in, in the Mexican communities are very, or still is, you know, colorist and still is um, sexist because it, we have gender roles.
1: And no, don't, don't forget about the homophobia there is also.
0: Yeah, like there's just like, you know, you can't have man and man, woman and woman because it, that's how we weren't right. taught, or they were taught. Right. And obviously we we have the opportunity to get higher education and we, and we open our minds to not just our own community, but other people's culture and stuff like that i try to teach my mom about it and and she's very open and ab- about the topic and she understands what it is but like she was like you know what i don't i don't want to use it but i understand what it is so obviously when we talk about certain topics about these things she would like kind of like laugh a little bit and then say latin x because mm-hmm. she knows that like yeah, that's yeah. the proper term but like she just feels uncomfortable right. Oh, that was a squirrel. on <laughs> the thing. Um, but, yeah, no, she feels uncomfortable using it, but she understands that it's, like, the new, I guess, quote-unquote, wave. Right, right, like, obviously, times change and, and things go. My dad will, like, not use it, mm-hmm. but that's just, you know, it's it's a man's w- head that's like, it kind of makes a man feel less dominant. Yeah. Uh, the machismo, yeah, like, yeah, obviously, for sure. um, doesn't, like, it'll affect his machismo mm-hmm. But then he's also coming around and understanding it. How can like you know we're, we're in this millennial Gen Z. I think you're a millennial, and I think I'm Gen Z. Okay, I was born '96. I was born '95, so I don't know what the cutoff is. So it, I was, it's all right. So we're, yeah, we're we're in that we're in that gray area of yeah. like we're both uh, almost two generations. How can our generations teach the older
1: generations to use these? new terminologies i think just having the conversation like you had with your parents and them coming slowly come around it because i think the term is slowly growing um we're sooner or later we're going to start hearing it on tv more you know msnbc cnn all those tv networks telemundo they're all going to start using it um for the first time ever we had elizabeth warren use the term in the democratic stage uh this was a couple weeks ago Um, so it's, it's, it's not only going to be in higher ed and and within the groups uh, of activism, it's, uh, soon going to be a mainstream word because even the dictionary has now put an official, um, it's an official
0: word now. Right. Okay.
1: So, and they defined it and everything. So it's just a matter of time before it be, you know, it becomes like a word Mm -hmm. that's going to be thrown out all the time. Um, and I think having the conversations and making our parents understand that, you know, why it's there and why we need to be more open-minded about it um and 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 how times are changing i mean we don't have the same views as our parents Mm -hmm. um and and but i understand where they're coming from because for our parents are what 40 50 years old about there for 40 50 years old they were told to say latino latina and now yes and for and now it just come you know these 20 year olds come around or like, you know, in 2004, they come around and try to make a new word and try and twist the, 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 the Spanish language. It, it's going to sound odd to them, but, um, just having those conversations, like you're having, you're having with your parents, like making them understand that there's certain groups of people that feel certain ways and we have to understand where they're coming from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, and this is another movement that I'm a little on one side I I would say on um, one side is that a lot of newer generations are losing the ability or not being taught the language of Spanish. Mhm. And obviously For sure. and obviously some people be like you're not a, a quote unquote Latin or mm-hmm. Latin, a Latino Latina or Latinx if you don't know Spanish. Uh and then I I see the the you know the debate whether like oh that's the, the colonist uh, viewpoint, like you don't have to learn a certain language to be considered a certain uh, race or 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 stuff like that And I understand why, I understand why people aren't, you know Some people are second generation Americans mm-hmm. that, you know, their parents were born here And, and, and the language was obviously not taught because they were teaching them English first Because um, be, between the 20s, the 2010s and stuff like that I was in bilingual classes. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents can only speak to me in Spanish because they, they were barely learning English. Right. And I taught, me and my sister taught ourselves English through TV, like SpongeBob, yeah. Nickelodeon, Disney. We taught ourselves, and obviously in school, they teach us um, English. And then throughout the middle school and high school, I spoke a little bit more English as time grew, mm-hmm. as time went on, and less Spanish. So my Spanish actually... Decrease mm-hmm. right? Or I won't say Certain things properly Right And then in college yeah. <laughs> did the opposite Where I started teaching More of myself Spanish And My Both my English And my Spanish Suffered mm-hmm. Where like I don't pronounce things Or I won't Say the right word In the same uh, Part What is like Do you feel like That's a that's A, a valid point That like we, we need to uh, Teach Spanish Obviously now It's a, like People consider mm-hmm. it A good tool Yeah But like do you,
1: where, where do you, where do you see yourself in this debate? So ultimately, like for a while, like we had, you know, probably like three years ago, man. Like I, I'd be a hundred percent real with you, and and people would talk down on folks that didn't know how to speak Spanish and yeah. were brown. Um, they'd be like, oh, say I'm a Jose, en la frente, yeah, yeah. you know. You know? Um, but slowly, I started realizing that, and even not like I think about work. Same with you. First grade through fifth grade, I went, I had ESL class, you know, Mm -hmm. I was in bilingual classes. And in sixth grade, I, and, um, that's when I turned into English classes. Mm -hmm. Then from sixth grade to, to, to to my senior year, um, I still remember even still like getting picked on, picked on for having like an accent, Mm -hmm. even from folks that were brown too, that I had an accent in English Mm -hmm. and that's just something that you wanted to erase. You know, you Mm -hmm. wanted to be like smart or you wanted to like, um, not be made fun of. So I understand where, like, people, like, same with you. Like, I, I know how to speak Spanish and I know how to, like, uh, understand. I, like, I understand it well. But there's words where, like, I trip up and, mm-hmm. you know, my parents are like, oh, you, you know, they kind of laugh at me because it, it, I sound a little weird. But I understand, like, the folks that don't speak Spanish well or that don't speak Spanish at all, um, especially those second generations, third generations. I recently saw a video by Julian Castro that said you know he speaks very 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 little English, and mm-hmm. he's the only Latino running um for president and he explained how back in the day um his, his parents wanted him to be really Americanized so folks would not discriminate against them mm-hmm. um and so i i, I mean i am i used to be i not i would not make fun of people but i I would be like hi oh, yeah well you need to speak Spanish you know because you're brown mm-hmm. but now i'm just like man like there's a, a lot of us have to kind of we try really hard to fit in to the american lifestyle and same with you i embraced my spanish a lot more in benedict like i was a lot more open about my views and, and and wanted to show off people that i knew spanish and that i was mexican you know mm. um but that's just, that's just something where like you become a minor like a, a strong minority in college and then you just try to embrace that more um so i don't know like i in this debate i don't i don't think i i I'm against people not knowing English. Yeah, I, I mean, not knowing Spanish. I don't
0: think it's a debate anymore. Obviously, like you said, like yeah. two, three years ago, this was a more hot topic. I just wanted to... Because I feel like that's, a, that's in the same category with the, the whole Latinx movement, is that there There are, you know, Latinx activists who don't know Spanish mm-hmm. at all because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were born here and, and maybe depending on the city they were from, they didn't have ESL classes. So, mm-hmm. like... Their Spanish has suffered, and, and their English grew. Or Yet, they didn't have other friends to speak Spanish. Yeah, with, they're you know? maybe the only uh, Latinx person in that place, and they were just a um, bunch of like white people right. or whatever, whatever their their neighborhood was. And so their the Spanish is gone, but they still fight that 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 fight. Right. You know, they still understand where they're coming from, or who or who where they come, their parents came from, mm-hmm. and understand the struggle. And I I don't know. I just feel like I. I'm in the point like I I did go through college and I, and I do have like a, a big boy job and I understand that the the power of of being bilingual or trilingual, uh, knowing different languages is is just more of a benefit than sure. than a than a handicap. Obviously, uh, people will make fun of you. There's obviously we see so many videos on online about you know we speak English because it's America, mm-hmm. I mean, even though the United States doesn't have an official language. Right. Um, yet these are the same people who uh, celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Right. right yeah. Right, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you or eat tacos or eat or tacos you know. or whatever, and yeah, like you know, I I work I I also still work retail and, and there's many times where like my manager like hey Oscar you know come come help mm-hmm. me because this person already knows Spanish and and obviously my Spanish is still I'm still working on it it's still mm-hmm. broken but the person I'm helping with feels better or feels right. more more comfortable now because like I'm reaching out and helping them mm-hmm. and then usually an older couple usually like they're there to buy like their daughter like a purse or something mm-hmm. and they they feel more i i just see this this like this happiness or like a a you sigh f- of relief you feel it yeah you feel like it, like, like someone just... here can help me right, and, right. or understands me and and usually and, and the, even if i trip up on words they they understand that i'm trying mm-hmm. and uh you know it's like i said it's more of a tool now mm-hmm. to understand to understand and speak yeah. spanish or whatever language you do uh, i know a lot of um, Asian friends of mine taught themselves Mandarin or, or Korean just because they knew they lo- They they obviously didn't speak it in their household. Right. It, it was lost. So mm-hmm. it's not just the the Latinx community that right. that. It's across, yeah, it's across the board. Like whatever, like whatever immigrant family you're coming from, yeah. sometimes.
1: I mean, same with the Italians. You know, yeah. they lost the. I'm not the last language, but they kind of were shamed on speaking Italian or you know the Polish people. Um, not so much shame, but like they were told not to speak a different language mm-hmm. when they arrived here. So, yeah, I totally get that. And um, I mean, I I always encourage folks to learn different languages. I mean, uh, I was in China for a little bit, and I I tried really I tried really hard to pick up Mandarin, but uh, and it's hard though. It's super hard. Yeah. But now I'm I'm trying really hard with Arabic, and I'm I'm sticking really okay. Uh, you know, I have a one of my mm-hmm. friends always helping me with Arabic, but I I really encourage everyone to learn a different language, mm-hmm. even if it's difficult. No, yeah. Uh, I think we should move to the
0: next topic.
1: Yes,
0: for sure. Uh the second topic would be Latinx are in the front a lot of activism. Why do we fight for the people that can't? Uh Juan, you just came back from uh this protest that happened not so far from our home our house in Naperville. Uh and I felt like this was one of the bigger I saw like AJ plus. Yeah, whatever, for sure. I, I saw yeah. them cover it. I saw a lot of news outlets covering it, and then and I just I just finished before you got here. I, I listened to Kenji's uh, podcast. i uh, talking my shit. I mean, shout out to Kenji. Shout out to Kenji, uh, but he he even mentioned it. Where like we always see these things happen in the in in southern states. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously uh, Hispanic or you know Latinx uh, person goes and, and gets discriminated for talking Spanish or mm. or they're not given the same. Uh, they're trying to buy a candy bar and they don't let them because obviously of the skin right. color and the, and the accent, whatever. And, and and it's shocking because it happened so close to our house. It's like mm-hmm. literally in the border of Aurora in Illinois, right. or of uh, Naperville. Why do you put yourself out there for people that can't?
1: So for this, uh, I wanted to make sure I, 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 I said that, you know, I was one of the first people to go out there. Mm-hmm. Um but there were already organizations and folks in rural that had already planned to do a protest so when i when i set out there you know i, I there was going to be a protest at four and blah, blah blah i knew this because organizations in my community were doing it they were you know they were publicizing it and that's but you know people made like people think that i'm the one that organized the, the, these events but i was just one of the first people hoping to the guy was still working so i can like you know, get there, yo, yeah, and be like, yo, like what happened yesterday? Why were you doing this? Blah blah. blah. But obviously the guy wasn't working. Um and uh, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. There's people already organizing around this issue, um, and I was helping them out in, in whatever extent that I, w- I I could. But um, for this, I, I I really wanted to take uh three approaches to it, um, in the sense that when you say for the people that can't, are you talking about people that um? Are undocumented yeah okay so so there's three things to this um i want to say that the, pe- the people that are undocumented there are really strong um undocumented and documented folks um across the u.s that are you know leading this this movement and that should be leading this movement and, and they should be recognized uh because the people that can are still like being a voice for themselves and 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 and, and asking or demanding what what the needs of their of the community are right mm-hmm. and then there's kind of where i i i i I fall where i was born here but i live in a mixed status family um i'm more so like a like a like an aid for them so like i i kind of not mimic but like i try to push every agenda or platform that they have because i don't know the experience of an undocumented immigrant even mm-hmm. though i do live in a household that you know that is mixed status like you don't have
0: that like you fear but you don't have that fear right. of like one day you're not there anymore
1: right so you know god forbid something happily happens to a family member of mine mm-hmm. um and they're sent to mexico you know again i never that's one of my biggest fears but i would never want that to happen to anyone they're sent back to mexico i still i'm still able to like travel to mexico see them come back and like i've met them but people that are undocumented and who have family that are undocumented, you know, let's say their whole family is undocumented. If someone's supported, they can't just go back and see them and, and have that luxury, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just so many different components that I have a luxury because I have a simple piece of paper saying that. So that's where I stand, you know. Like, I'm not I'm not in the forefront and I, I don't want to speak for any undocumented person because I know my, I know, I know where I, I stand mm-hmm. in this movement. Um... But I do when I do organize different things I always try to give the platform to folks that don't have documents so they can speak up and and, and, and you know tell the people what the, the realities of their stories mm-hmm. um, but when this happens and no one like wants to talk about it because they're they're afraid because you know X Y and Z whatever they call it, the cause may be, the cost maybe be the case may be then that's when I kind of talk about my experiences as coming in a mixed status family and so i just wanted to make that clear and then there's the third aspect where pe- allies people that have families are all documented that you know this issue does not directly impact them at all but um those are three kind of levels that i guess uh i wanted to cover um where i stand uh why do people fight for the, the people that can't i mean i don't know if i kind of answered that with, with you, the did. you did um but uh i guess because that affects everyone I mean yeah you know whether you're directly impacted or not this is something that we should not be going through in 2019 and mm-hmm. but yeah
0: no like the way you you broke it down obviously um I guess where I land would be on the on, on the on the third part where my family is already all documented mm-hmm. um my, my parents both got citizenships uh during the late 90s and, mm-hmm. and in early 2000s so like I don't have that fear anymore mm-hmm. uh but and they don't have that fear anymore but they also understand that not everyone has the same opportunity or if the opportunity comes it, it the process is takes they, right. they understand that the process takes forever mm-hmm. I mean, even just getting papers even getting citizenship it takes like 10 years like, right it's it's, right. it's a, such a long process so obviously when people just, um i always see on twitter or it's like oh go back and come back legally right right it, it takes 10 years yeah, to do, yeah. like almost 10 years um and and then sometimes when when you you know I had uh my mom's cousin husband get deported, and one of the terms is that when you get deported the first time, I think it's like three years mm-hmm. so you can officially uh put in paperwork right. and if you do it the second time, it's like a ten year band yeah, yeah. and the third time you just can't do it anymore. Yeah for life um and some people have tried crossing multiple times mm-hmm. and and different danger dangerously or, i i mean everything is crossing is always dangerous. Um, something I can't like explain because I never went through that, mm-hmm. or I never, you know, my parents did it such a long time ago, where it's different. It's mm-hmm. different now. It was like the boards were like secured, and and obviously the danger wasn't as high. Yeah. So, I I do land on the third because you know I I understand people's struggles and and but I I I also don't. Yeah. You know so,
1: and and this is where like I guess. Uh, we can go on to the last topic you know I'm kind of oh yeah we can where, skip yeah. um, where you talk about like I don't want to call them social media warriors because it's kind of like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no no it's kind of like flaming I guess but th- that's where like I guess the like the infighting within the same like we all have like we all want immigrant you know rights for immigrants and, mm-hmm. and, and immigration reform and blah blah, blah. but this is where like the infighting within the movement comes in, because people on the third, on the third group, want to take initiative, and want to say and want to speak up for the immigrants, which I get it. I they have good intentions, but they want to speak up for the undocumented and say, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, give them this, give them that, and and while the first group is like, you don't speak for me, you don't understand what I need, you don't understand my struggles, mm-hmm. you know, same with the second group, me. I can't ever go out and say being undocumented is horrible because whatever, because I don't know what it's like. And this is where, like, and I get, I 100% get the first group where, like, they they get mad when they hear other people speaking on the, t- uh, on, on the issue, but a lot of the times it just needs support and allies behind them. And, and in the allies, the second and third group, really have to understand where they fall. Like, as allies, what does it need to do to support the group that... Uh, that has the right to the man that has the right in the sense that they knew they know what they want they know what they need and, and how to you know and, and the struggles that they go through every day mm-hmm. and I guess I guess that's like kind of affecting the fight where people don't know their role and, and, and within so the movement
0: somebody wants to be the hero
1: yeah exactly and, and get the clout and yeah. like and I was listening to your thing the other day about clout and uh, your podcast the other day about yeah. clout um, but Yeah, I mean, they want to get the the fame, you know, Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm leading this movement, which, you know, it's 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 and and that's where head, you know, head body. Yeah. And and, and I think if that's more well explained and that's that's a a harsh reality I learned when I I tried doing some things myself and not I learned this like three, three years ago, you know, Uh I learned that I had. I know I need to know my role, and, and and if I know my role, I can best serve the the, the movement. Uh-huh. And I think if we explain that better and under and make people understand that not everyone has to be a hero in the movement, like they can serve a better purpose if they understand. Yeah. That um. If they understand their roles and what's in it.
0: Um, you know, keeping up with the social media, you know conversation of this segment what a lot what i've noticed a lot is that the fear in pe- people using social media is that like false flagging obviously people have platforms people have followings and twitter and instagram and and um especially in this community where if you say you know ice is in so-and-so obviously people people are becoming more detailed like ice was in so-and-so at this time mm-hmm. and um you know how does that affect and, and and then I so I saw that so what I noticed so this is how I saw it. I saw someone put be specific on what you see. People got specific but are confused of what an ICE vehicle is. Mm-hmm. They they just see a government vehicle it's like, Oh ICE is here. Right. Um and obviously that puts fear in people's mm-hmm. heads and it's just like be more specific and, and put take pictures and stuff like that. And and then people are like, Okay, cool. For next time mm-hmm. I'll learn but this whole adding fear to, you know, or using social media as a platform, how can that, like, positively affect us and negatively affect the, the fight, you know?
1: Yeah, so, positive, like, in a positive way. Yeah. I, I guess the best way to, like, think about it is, like, when um, Trump came out and said um, that there was going to be major ICE raids, like, three weeks ago. Yeah. And then he postponed it to this week. Um you know, we had uh, we had folks all across the country, mayors from all across cities saying, you know, we condemn this and, and you know, our Gloria Lightfoot came out and said, you know, our CPD won't work with ICE agents and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I kind of posted a post on Facebook calling out the mayor of Aurora, you know, um, for not saying anything about the matter and easing up on the, uh, easing the community, uh, you know, on this matter. I think when it comes to calling out people when it comes to calling out politicians that hold power i think that's social when that that aspect of social media comes in as a positive Mm -hmm. because then we put pressure on them and they understand that we're here a negative is definitely instilling fear and it's a lot of times are, are false reports um i've always i've been you know super outspoken on the fact that people need to take pictures the exact place and time um and videos if they can i know people are driving in and if they see like a federal car like federal um i don't know what do you call it like suv or whatever um people are quick and i get people have good intentions and they want to warn the community um but a lot of times you know um because of that uh folks will not go out to work Folks will stay at their home, you know, they won't go out with their kids, X, Y, and Z. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought here. But um, a lot of the times, those vehicles, we do have federal offices in Aurora. You know, we have the Social Security office. We have um, many offices across the Kane County area where those cars are like, have to show up to those offices. And that's why they might see here and there like some federal, federal cars, but um, that I, you know, when people send reports, um, people like DM me, people text me and let me know, hey, you know, this is this is why, you know, this is where they're at or like this is where people are saying they're at. Uh, There's a group in Aurora called the Aurora Rapid Response Team where we, it's a group of like 50 of us um, and as soon as someone's post something there, we, there's so, someone always on standby, ready to go to the place. And every time we, I would say like maybe like 80 to 90% of the time when we post like something that we get a report, um, people, one of our team members shows up within five minutes and a lot of times it's like, no one's there. And we, we do like a thorough kind of, I guess you can say investigations where we go to every business around the area and ask if they see something or anyone, um, Around there we ask if they've seen you know ice activity and a lot of times it's not true um but they it, it, it we've seen it firsthand because it it ne- negatively affects businesses latinx run businesses and 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 just uh the kind of um the day to day uh functions of people because they're afraid to go out and and and
0: yeah because i remember i saw something on the news where like like little village in Chicago, which is
1: no big, li- like, little village, they get hit though.
0: Like, like like it was a ghost town though, but like yeah. be- people don't want to walk and yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like bigger cities like Chicago where their little village is like yeah. more Hispanic and and Latinx communities are there. Obviously, um, they get hit. So uh, there's probably the same activist groups out there doing mm-hmm. the same the same thing. But here in the world where we do have the same
1: um, size of the community, it's always like. And Aurora is huge, man. It is, I man. It's huge, you know. And we, we always try to, ex- we always try to extend like neighborhood. Um, I mean, neighboring um communities like West Chicago and and, and where they don't have these these like set teams. So we always try to like go beyond Aurora to make mm. sure other people are are kept safe, but are or, or trying to warn people. But it's 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 really tough. I mean, in a in, in, in a city that's almost a quarter of a million peeps. It's really hard to to keep tabs on actually uh, really yeah I mean we we a lot of the things we kind of go off based off even though we always try to give out you know like our um, um, numbers on where to report people always go to what's happening in aurora first and like, Man, oh, I yeah. they like hate that page <laughs> dog and and I'm always like I, you know i'm I'm scrolling because I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of b s on there but and they always go there first, you know? And, yeah. And it's like, okay, well I'm all, even though a lot of the times it's not true, we take it serious. I mean, we always take everything yeah.
0: serious. But you can't you can't you yeah. can be relaxed when it comes to someone saying something. Um one thing that my girlfriend said was that if someone had the feeling that they had a post it, some sort of it is true. Yeah. Um but no, I feel like I feel like, you know, it's, it's obviously a double-edged sword where you you should post and you should, you know, pe- put people aware on what's happening. But, um, you also should probably take a second and be like, what I'm saying, is it true or not? And I think by that one second, it, it would save so many headaches and save so many people's, like, you know, day-to-day, you know, operations mm-hmm. to just function as, as a right.
1: human society. Um mm-hmm. I think something I want to add to this is, like, for folks that don't, like, a lot of folks don't want to kind of be involved in this issue when when it comes to ICE because they feel like they're not educated. Mm -hmm. But, like, something as simple as sharing, like, a Know Your Rights card, like, it can go a long way, like, you know. Actually, explain to me because
0: I did see you post, like, on on your Instagram story, if people don't follow you, then they can follow you in the end. But in your story, you did put, like, seven things or, like, ten things that you should know when, when ICE does come. Do you have... I don't know if you have... You yeah, know. yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. So, the basic one is, like, you, you should always remain calm. You, if they approach you, like, if ICE approach, mm-hmm. approaches you, always remain calm, calm and understand that you have rights. Um, you know, and the main right, and this is the most common one for every everyone in the States, is you have the right to remain silent. Um... And you have the right to an attorney. I mean, um,
0: that's just like basic rights. That like, if you you're the first time you ever land on the United States ever, like you automatically get those rights.
1: Right. right? Yeah. So a lot of uh, so what ICE, what they supposedly are saying is that ICE is doing targeted um, raids, mm-hmm. and what that ultimately means is that they need to have a warrant. Uh, they're they're trying to get the criminals out, but uh, this is a problem with the criminal part is that. Any little thing can can classify you as a criminal.
0: Like if I if I blew a stop sign and I got a ticket for that, I'm yeah. a quote on criminal.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah. Like if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Proceeding stuff. But that's at the end of the day, that's bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. like, you, someone should not get deported for that. Um. But there are you know there are some warrants where like people are real deal like violent criminals and and blah blah. The bad thing about that is that. Let's say they have a warrant. There's 10 of us right here. They have a warrant for someone. Um, and then they ask you and you don't know your rights. And you're like, oh, well, I don't have papers. That's you know, blah, blah, blah. Then they can detain you and take you, even though you weren't part of the targeted, you know. So this is why it's really important for people to understand. If, if, if an ICE agent or someone comes to their house, even, even a, a police officer, if they knock on your door and you feel uneasy, you, you have you don't have to open the door. You know, and if they say they have a warrant, you have to, you know, ask them to slip it under your door or show it through the window so you can uh, see your name. It's signed by a judge, and if they have a warrant, then you got to open the door. Uh-huh. But you don't have to open the door unless they have a warrant, and and, and you know, if after that, you know, um, if they, you know, you ask like, why are they there, um, and then ask for an interpreter. you can't understand. You have to always make sure you understand what they're saying um and don't sign anything like no matter what paper it is even if they say oh this is just a you know verify this is you or you're going to jail or you're being detained whatever don't sign anything without a lawyer um and i mean at the end of the day if they always try to take you don't don't resist um and just wait to you know the most important thing to this is if they, like, end up detaining you, you need to have um, contact information from your family members so they know where you're at um, and um, and so they can uh, best aid you with lawyers and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, don't open the door. Uh, stay quiet. Remain silent until you get a lawyer and don't sign anything. Those are the best mm-hmm. things to do um, to better protect yourself and, and not, you know, and don't risk... Being deported. Hmm. Gotcha. Um. And let's probably let's move to
0: the last segment. Yeah. Um. The the Trump administration. Um. And how we should move. Uh. Together against it. Obviously, the twenty twenty elections coming up. We're in twenty nineteen. It's naturally the time how time moves. Um. And the like the elections are coming up. Um. And I I you know I'll pay attention. I I pay attention to the last debate. I follow like the majority of like the. Yeah, I follow Elizabeth Warren, I follow Bernie Sanders, uh Biden, uh Julian Castro I follow him on on Twitter and so whenever they post I I try to keep up and see what what they're about. Um but I remember you one time mentioning that sometimes, you know, the 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 presidential election is important, but it's also like your local elections are mm-hmm. important. Um why how does it like from like the bottom up or or from the, from the top bottom? Can you like, you don't have to explain in detail, but why does you know picking or, or electing like your your uh what's that called or your, your alderman mm-hmm. so important compared to like the president of the United States like mm-hmm. from you know
1: you know whatever. Yeah, so I mean, the things with like local elections like they affect you the most on you know directly. So what Trump is doing, like it, it does affect you, but what your sheriff is doing, what your aldermen are doing, what your mayor is doing, what your you know, what the folks within your community that affects you firsthand. So, let's say for example a sheriff race. That's one of the races that oftentimes get uh, gets overlooked. Um, what for a sheriff he can change so many policies within the the, the department where, um. Not in the state of Illinois, because there's some bills that our governor, J.B. Pritzker, has signed, but they can they can uh, put policies forth where, you know, their police officers can can aid ICE. Um, you know, the they can streamline the process for folks that are undocumented and within county jails to, to send them to immigration um, courts. Um, simple policies like that can affect people. I'm talking about solely on the fact of immigration. Right. Then you, when we, ha- when you have like local elections like for aldermen and mayor. Um, so like, for example, I, and I, I haven't done a lot of the research that's going on with this, but this can neg- negatively affect Eastora in the sense that, um, you know, if people don't know by now, the plan is to move the casino from downtown, to, yeah, to 88, and so if people don't know this either, uh, the taxes from the outlet mall, they don't go back to our community; they go to I think St. Charles or Batavia community. So if the casino is moved from you know down the downtown area, the, the taxes from there are no longer within our community anymore. They're, I think they're going to be going to St. Charles. But in that sense, the new idea is that a new mayor comes in with, or the alderman, that can affect the money that goes, that is distributed to our community. And, you know, our community is always in need of more money, and especially East Aurora. I mean, we work from there, so we know what it, mm-hmm. the needs within. Um, so that's just one example. And, and, and I hope I'm not wrong, or if I am, I hope someone corrects me. But, if you know the taxes that are the revenue coming in from the casino are are, are okay. the money you know it's it's gonna affect our, our Latinx community mm-hmm. ultimately our brown community yeah um and also just policies I'm always talking about immigration man, but that, that that's that's the main thing that I've been focused on for so long you know the current mayor and I don't want to call him out you know <laughs> that bad, but you know the current mayor has failed to pass policies that would uh, further protect immigrants within the the rural community um and luckily we have a, a governor that has done that has gone above and beyond to to make it a make illinois the most immigrant fa- uh, friendly state in in the whole country but you know these things can you know these policies can directly impact a lot of people but um the, the i i think the the outcome of last election was like 8% went out and voted for local elections. Mm-hmm. Out of all of our 8%. And Which, it's just... I, I don't know. I don't have a calculator, but like 8% of a quarter of a million people is like yeah. not where it should be. Right. Well, ten. I mean, 10% is what, 25K? 10% of 250,000? Two, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think so. I'm positive. Yeah. Gosh, this is why um so yeah 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 no yeah it's ten percent.
0: Oh, but okay, so yeah, yeah. less than tw- less than twenty five thousand people came and voted for, in the in the mayor's election or in local elections. Yeah,
1: less than twenty five thousand people.
0: <sighs> Which is like, I think, the size of NIU. Yeah, I think NIU is about like twenty three, twenty four thousand people. Holy shit, man. my
1: university was like five k.
0: Yeah, no, N.I.U. is pretty, <laughs> pretty big. So, like, the size of, like, N.I.U., a, a medium-sized state school, which is, like, Decal, which where N.I.U. is at, um, is not even the close to the size. So, like, yeah. the that's small of a population compared to Aurora, which is, like, quarter of a million, came and voted. Yeah. Or less than that.
1: And if we think about it, the people going out to vote, the majority are white people. It's yeah. not our people, and I, you know, I'm always harping and 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 telling people like, and, but it it works. I mean, register people to vote on election day. Make it like a make it like a what's the new challenge going around like the bottle cap challenge? Make yeah. it a freaking challenge. Go out and vote challenge. You know, like pick up five friends and go out and vote because it does really make a difference. Um, you know, I don't know if you have time, but just good. I want to talk about the election that I, uh, I mean, the, the issue driven campaign I I worked for. I I managed um, for a congressional seat in the sixth district. Um, you know they had a Republican candidate, or they had a Republican House member, and his opponent was a Democratic House, uh, a Democratic candidate. The Republican who was holding seat was like pro-immigrant, anti—I mean, pro-Trump, anti-immigrant, so hardcore. Like he did not believe he was—he wanted to short. Like, he wanted to make the visas for uh you know immigrants less um and 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 he was just always voting against the dream act he was just super anti-immigrant and then the new candidate coming in um he was pro-immigrant he he believed in in, in immigration reform and, and he wanted to be involved within community so you know so he had his own campaign we were targeting the immigrant community and letting people know we cannot uh um we cannot um endorsed anyone because we were like a, we we're a, a c4 um organization but we told the community hey this is a republican who's anti-immigrant it's a, a democrat who's pro-immigrant like you make the choice but at the end of the day we're kind of pushing people we painted someone as a double, and then we painted someone you know as mm-hmm. you know an angel for the community so the democrat ended up winning and now he's super involved within the immigrant community he, he's always asking, like, what can we do to, to better, you know, what we are doing? He's fighting against Trump every day, day in and day out. um, And that's just something that, you know, if we create that change across the board and we make people understand that La- Latinos, Latinx people, go out and vote, then they have to listen to the needs that we want or that, that we have. Um, Even if we don't unelect someone, a lot of these politicians make uh, holding seats their jobs their careers so if they see a threat of them losing a job their job they're gonna have to listen to, to to the people voting so like if 10 if 10 let let latinx people went out and vote last cycle and then it jumps to like 200 then they'll be like oh crap you know like they're coming at numbers so what do they need in order for them to vote for me next time uh-huh. you know and, and it's like it's little things like that but a lot of people are like engraved. I don't know if this if if it, this is something. I don't know where it's engraved. Honestly, man, like a lot of people. Boy, boy. boy if I vote, it's not gonna make a difference. I'm just like, well, you know, it's it's a democratic system that we have right now. It's a slow process, but you know, if we build, you know, we we have we have numbers to change, make change, uh, make things change. But it, it yeah, it usually does
0: start from you know nonprofit or organizations or, or or a guy you know going for alderman or or a sheriff mm-hmm. or, or even just being um, involved in in city hall meetings or stuff right. like that so it, that's where it starts and obviously, um, leaders start to, uh, come from that and obviously they become, um, state senators mm-hmm. or, or or congressmen and eventually we'll have people that will go, to run for president, um. But. In the end of the day, what can you say to the people that are like, you know, my vote doesn't matter, it's rigged, it's, mm-hmm. you know, same shit, different person, like, you know? Um, what? You don't have to, I mean, you don't, it's not like, it's not our job to convince them. But in the end of the day, it's, it almost becomes our job to convince them because as as much you push people to vote, there's always going to be that resistance that will affect you. Yeah. You know, You know what someone told me, a very conservative friend told me once, is that, you know, I'm going to vote for the Republican Party regardless of who it is. Word. Because that's engraved, that's a tradition in their yeah. in their heads. And there's people like that. And there's going to be people that will always vote Democrat. But the people that will swing are the people that you always want to convince. Mm-hmm. And there's always the swing states and, and there's always like because those numbers change because they they a politician will listen to them mm-hmm. and be like all right I'm going to go with this guy for this election right but then there's like if you go more deeper into that gray area there's going to be people that refuse to to be a part of it and refuse to be like just convince in their heads that like it just doesn't matter
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I felt and he's like those are the people that will affect you or those are the people that are going to affect me mm-hmm. because those are the people that stay stagnant and their vote or their voice just it's kind of like a wall, and it's just a wall that doesn't represent anything. Mm-hmm. It's just there. It just affects people. In it. and that, that always stayed in my head and how, how I view things or how I view the people voting or people voicing their opinion that it's just the people that usually don't
1: make up their mind will affect me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I I, I get you. I get you. But I'm trying to, I I always try, like, my best, and it's always, like, when you're talking to people, and they say, well, I don't vote because of this. Yeah. And every time I have this conversation with people that don't vote, Mm -hmm. I always ask them, my first question is always, like, so what's the most important thing to you? Like, a lot of people, uh, I thought it was a joke when I would talk to people about it, but a lot of people are so staunch about weed, marijuana, you know? And I get that. If that's their issue, screw it, you know. Um, and that's what J.B. Pritzker ran off, marijuana, legalizing marijuana. And people went out to vote for him. Um, and, and now weed's going to be legal January 1st, 2020, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to people, you, I guess you just have to find the one issue that they... And a lot of times it's really hard to kind of break that shell and and see... Uh, what they're passionate about, but if you really get to the to, to the to, to the to the point and find out what that person is, you know, it, it might the person might if they have a kid. They're like, well, my kid's education is the most important thing. So then you explain, uh, you know, what well, you offer this person. This person is gonna ruin, you know, or you know, she's anti giving money to this to this school. She like the tax system. Blah, blah blah. I don't I don't know what the issue may be you just explain to the person, well, this guy is, you know, going to affect the community in this way and it can affect your child's education. Or if someone thinks it's immigration then you paint the picture of, you know, this guy's pro-Trump and he's going to do whatever Trump says. Or if the picture or the issue is taxes, then, you you know, know, a lot of times Democrats always put high taxes on things and Republicans are low taxes. So you say, well, Republicans are, you know, oftentimes uh, trying to bring down um, taxes and 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 that's how you get them involved civically. just trying to find the one issue they really 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 care about um can motivate them to go out um and vote but then you just have to you know ultimately have a beer with the person and try to break that that that, that barrier to communicate mm-hmm. better but yeah
0: oh man that, that's that's very well explained and then for the for the people that are listening um we went through a whole basically an hour to explain Latinx and Latinx people it doesn't mean that they're that they're Mexican you know like,
1: and, and and for those that for folks that call it Latinx I, I'm sorry I, that's what I usually use but uh, for for me to speak fast and, you know I say Latinx but I, Latinx is is a lot more um, appropriate yeah Yeah.
0: but like and, and, and also it's not Mexican people it's like the Guatemalans mm-hmm. or the people from El Salvador or the mm-hmm. people from Panama that also come here, um, undocumented and, 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 and there's docu- undocumented communities of them too. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not just affecting Mexicans. Anymore. Right. It, it, I feel like it, that used to be the, the stereotype that yeah. only Mexicans were in, undocumented, but it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of communities and right. a lot of different races, yeah. um, race of people that are being affected and, and, and all this information hopefully, um, you know this episode, or or just in general, will show will shed some light. You know this this past episode, this past episode last week was about sex education. This one's about you know the the issues around Latinx. next, and hopefully, um, as the podcast grows, people will reference these episodes and and be like, I I understand or or I I learned something because mm-hmm. in the end of the day, that's what the podcast. Or this podcast is about is, you either learn something, or you 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 teach someone. And mm-hmm. in, in this case, you taught me, and, and 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 you taught so many other people. But moving forward,
1: I can teach other people and just by just by sharing. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, Juan. Well, no, it's it's been a pleasure being here. Um, just I want to kind of slide in. The Bad omombres podcast, producer. oh no yeah this right. so this,
0: this is this is the time uh, towards the end of the episode where I'll give you the mic symbolically um plug in whatever you want where can we find where can my audience find you where can they follow you uh, what are you working on yeah go on, go ahead
1: um wow, what am I working on uh, okay, so just kind of I'm working on two different things right now that are big for me and that I'm really you know gonna dedicate myself to. Uh, the first thing is I'm bringing well we're bringing a new podcast and I thank Oscar for letting me use his platform to kind of advertise this uh It's called the Bad Ombres podcast with three of my good friends uh um, Jesus El Toro, Joe Cortez and Jose Martinez.
0: Hopefully I can have them in
1: the podcast. oh they're super cool man. they yeah. can talk for hours at, I know. you know because
0: I feel like this uh, this this topic can't just be held in, in one episode. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm assuming that's what your podcast is about, right?
1: Yeah. So, like, we have so many different topics where we're just trying to spark up the conversation like you, mm-hmm. you have, you know. A lot of people may not know about the, the term Latinx uh, until now. And then they're like, okay, well, that's something I can use. We're talking about the most relevant things to our community and and the most, I guess, headline thing within every week. Um, and But we're not... We're not saying we're experts. We're just trying to spark up that conversation because the four of us, if we sit together, um, you can see, like, we always bump heads. We have different opinions. And, 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 and I know if they would have been here, we're having this conversation. It would have been a longer episode. Oh, <laughs> man. Be, it it would have been like two hours. But <laughs> that, that, that podcast is, is strictly on pol- uh, politics. You know, the four of us went to East Aurora. We all went to our respective universities. He went, Jose went to NYU, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He's still going, now, something like that. Um, and so we're just trying to bring the conversation to Aurora. Um, the other project is too long to explain, uh, but it, it is focusing around uh, immigration and a hunger strike happening in 2021 in January. So I, I, I'll touch that uh, uh, oh, a lot more in, in my social media. My social media is Garcia Juan, P O L, uh, across the board. Okay. Um, stay away from my Twitter. That that I, I that doesn't reflect. It, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's that's your fist uh, of social media. Yeah, my yeah. Um, But you know, you guys are welcome to follow me. Uh, I've I've gone. I had a little my a moment in politics uh, the last few months. Uh, but I'm back to my professional stuff and and really focusing on this issue of immigration and being politically involved. So Garcia Juan Pol. Um, I think that's it. I mean, thank you for having me again.
0: No, um, it, was, it was an honor for, to have you on my on this episode and, and
1: hopefully you can come on to a battle on Burst hop a, a podcast yeah i would just be about. like uh i just
0: i'll just be listening to you guys it's like it'll be
1: awesome now just, we'll talk about something that you're passionate about you know I'm o- politic, about. politics around i don't know whatever you like <laughs> uh,
0: there's politics on that uh, maybe
1: hopefully
0: <laughs> uh, i'll be there um but no thank you guys for listening uh you know it's always an amazing thing when uh, people will come up to me and say, yo, this episode was great or I learned something. Uh, but follow the podcast on TQL Pod and all social medias. Uh, follow my new sports channel, uh, the Fourth Quarter Sports Podcast, uh, which will come out, a new episode next week. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully, I, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode and, and future episodes and, and the past episodes. Um, again, thank you, Juan, for, for being my guest. And see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.